not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing. Mobile suits. Monday, Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! Uh, no carrots, please. Mobile suit? Roger that. Mobile suit. Mobile suit. Change. Although all enemies were defeated, Earth did not change one bit! The commander! <laughs> He's lost it! <laughs> every other day, every other day, every other day of the week is fine! You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'm the enemy, you idiot! Miss Matilda! Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fan Holes Mobile Suit Mondays. Hey, we're back, we're here, we're talking about Build Fighters, where Gunpla Battle is serious business! So we are talking about episode 10, which is titled The World Tournament Begins, and this is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, and joining me are some of my fellow fan holes, so why don't you give us the serious business shout-out, please? Sup, it's Mike, for real. Hey, this is Gunpla Idol Justin. <laughs> hey guys, this is Tony, my meat bun! Yeah, meat bun's Am good. Am very, very good. So, we open up on Italy's greatest gunpla fighter ever, Riccardo Fellini. And he's getting a phone call from his American buddy, Greco Logan. And basically, you know, just like Mr. Rawl did in the end credits last episode, everybody is abuzz with the little white-haired girl who kicked the shit out of the world champ. And basically, he's looking at Carlos Kaiser getting his ass kicked on the phone, and he's shocked. And and it's this kind of funny pan to to all these different contestants that are going to be joining the world tournament. You know whether they're you know basically it, it's panning across all their different reactions, whether they're interested or shocked or kind of looking forward to to facing off against this this new contestant who, who so easily decimated the world champ. Like, we've got Mal, you know, from previous episodes, and he's back at the school kind of going like, holy shit, like, what what just happened, you know? And then we've got these two twin guys who look kind of like the, the Crimson Twins, but they wear these little pink suits and stuff, and they're basically kind of chomping at the bit to check out what this, this new fighter can do. And, of course... Again, from last episode, so we don't forget about him. He's always foremost in our brains. We've got early genius there checking things out and kind of, 
you know, sizing the situation up and everything. And, you know, basically, like, at this point, nobody knows who the top fighter of Team Nemesis is, even though we all know her as Isla. So it's the little white-haired girl who's been in these previous episodes that has just been kicking all kinds of ass, where she's, she's like the psycho Gundam girl of build fighters, pretty much, where she's going to be this serious, serious business force to be reckoned with on the show. Oh, is she a we, <laughs> yeah, really, really. So then we cut to the workshop room of Sai, and there's a big Japanese sign that says "Keep the fuck out" because they're we're, we're working on gunpla and it's serious business. So basically, Reiji finally exits the room, and he makes this declaration that Sai has built this like really spectacular Gundam. So obviously, you know, he solved his his Gunpla block, his Gunpla writer's block from the last episode, and now he's got this really souped up cool Gundam, which we have not seen yet. But but the way Reiji's talking about it, you know, it's it's something to be excited about and everything. And then of course we cut back to. My favorite, Gunpla Idol Kirara, the the fake Gundam wannabe hottie chick, who basically appears to be living the dream, because she's on TV, and she's some kind of news correspondent, and she's basically reporting on the world tournament, you know? So, And she's given us the breakdown of the rules and everything. Like, this is the seventh world tournament for Gunpla fighting, and there's going to be 80 Gunpla fighters at this tournament from 68 different countries that are participating. So, you know, Kirara's there. She's going through all the different rules, you know, how there's different types of matches, basically. There's, like, individual matches, there's team matches, there's endurance matches, like there's all kinds of different matches, but I guess the way it works is based on the results of those different matches, each of the fighters get point rankings. And then based on those point rankings, I guess whoever has the highest points for the top 16 get put into like an actual, you know, Tenchi Budokai style tournament where, you know, everybody fights off against everybody and eventually it gets pared down to this you know, one guy against the other guy for the, the championship fight or whatever. So it seems pretty straightforward, you know, like, the, you know, this is how people become the, the world champ. So that's that's kind of what we're dealing with at the start here. And and then Mr. Rawl comes over to give Sai and Reiji a ride to the opening ceremony. You know, China's making Sai a good luck charm, and she's also made one for Reiji, and she's basically saying, I'm going to head out there to cheer you guys on. And then there was this, uh, for me it was interesting, like, they, they basically, Mr. Rawl drops them off at this place called Player's Village, which is basically where the players are staying during the tournament. And to me, it kind of looked like some kind of dorm building that they, you know, somebody would go to if you, you know, attended university or college or something like that. For some reason, it reminded me of, like, the dorm rooms that a buddy of mine stayed in when he was going to UC Berkeley. But I don't, I don't know, did, did anybody kind of get that vibe? Like, what were your thoughts it, on the Player's Village? Is it Player's Village or Player's Village? Player's! Player. Well, you know, I think, I think it's Ricardo Fellini's in there. <laughs> yeah. It's Player's, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Actually, yeah, actually it kind of reminded me of this past winter with the Olympic Village over there in Death World, Russia. <laughs> oh, Death okay, World. okay. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't even think about it that way, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense because this is this is multiple countries participating and everything like that. So yeah, that's that that actually is uh, very valid, Tony. Very valid. 
So they're they're in their little sort of apartment complex room or whatever, and you know, size basically getting dressed to impress. You know, he he's got his little tuxedo on and everything, but Ragey's kind of like, I ah, I don't want to get dressed up. You know, I'm not into that sort of thing. I'm ragey. I just I sit around in trees. I wear the same same clothes every episode. Like I don't I, might, I don't wear these tux things. I might be from another planet. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? I, I might be like your subconscious that doesn't want to get dressed up in a tuxedo or whatever. You know, like that's that's where we are with that. And and basically, he's like, you you can handle all the promotional stuff. And then and then it's almost like you know. Gunpla's version of Casino Royale, because, you know, size headed there in a tuxedo, and it's like, you know, and you're you're checking out all the different contestants and everything, and they're all kind of dressed up and stuff like that. And, you know, size reuniting with, with Mal from the, the school and everything. And what's funny about that to me is all these people are dressed up in tuxedos, but somehow Mal see, still seems to look like... Uh, like he's on Gilligan's Island or whatever, you know, he's still got his goofy hat on. He's kind of like, he's kind of like in like a red. 70s prom tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, you're just kind of like, hey, everybody else here looks really classy and you you still look like you're going to like your high school prom or whatever where you, you bought your tux at like Tuxes of Millions where you rented it or something, you know? And I'm just like, okay. And, and then you're kind of introduced to, you know, like you kind of see a couple other guys, like there's the Thai champ who's there, you know, dressed up and doing some stuff. And basically it's like Mao and, and Sai are kind of like, oh, look, look at this guy. He was a champ. And oh, look at this guy. Like they're almost, they're almost a little starstruck, you know, by, by all these different people who are at this kind of shindig and, and are all dressed up in, in, in tuxedos and stuff like that. And then... All of a sudden, Ricardo Fellini's like, yo, Cy, what's up, dude? And and Cy's just kind of like, me? me? You're talking to me? Like, you know me? Like, what? And I guess, you know, since Reggie's been training with Ricardo Fellini and they've been working each other so hard, like, obviously, I guess, you know, the topic of who built your Gunflow model came up and, and Cy's name was dropped and everything. So it's almost like he's, you know, I guess Ricardo Fellini's a smart guy. He's got his ear to the wall and everything, and he, he knows about all this kind of stuff. So he basically knows who Cy is. He, he knows him by visual recognition. He he introduces himself and everything. And, you know, Cy's basically thanking him for, for helping train with, with Reiji and... You know, he, he he's he's also kind of apologizing too. He's like, You sure Reiji? You know, he he's been hanging out in trees and doing all this kind of goofy ass shit, like he, you know, you sure it's okay? You know, and he's kinda of like, I yeah, he's fine, whatever, you know, but yeah, so And, and meanwhile I mean, Mao's yeah. ruining his pants. <laughs> and Mao basically gets told that that you know, he also is you know, sort of on Ricardo Fellini's radar. So I, I imagine it would be like, you know, meeting a, a celebrity or a sports figure that you really idolize, that you happen to also participate. You know, if like, say you, you kind of dabbled in tennis and, and, you know, Serena Williams is like, hey, I heard of you. And you're like, well, you heard of me? Rad, awesome, cool, you know, or whatever. So that's that's basically what it's kind of tantamount to and stuff. I, Mike, I know, I know Ricardo Fellini is, is, you know, you, you've professed that this is your, your favorite character. So, I mean, are you, are you happy to see him in, in this environment and sort of kind of making friends with all these characters that we've sort of been following and identifying with? Like, does that again, uh, sort of reinforce your, your love for the, the character to date? Yeah. I mean, he kind of falls into that, like, 
older mentor, big bro like role that I usually yeah, like yeah. in these shows. So like yeah, and that that like as the series progresses, like he also like undergoes a lot of those tropes. So like yeah, like I, I like him like, you know, palling around with uh you know, say and Mao and you know obviously they're younger than him, so he's kinda like their big bro pretty much. So Yeah, he's he's filling that, that Kamina slot pretty much, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so here we go. This is, this is kind of what, what I was kind of skirting around the edges with, but <laughs> you know, Gunpla Idol Kirara shows up, but it's like, you, you kind of look at her and you're like, wait a minute, who the fuck is that? You know? Cause it's like, she's kind of dressed up in, in this, this different outfit. You know, it's not the typical Gunpla Idol Kirara outfit she had when she was doing the newscast and on the previous episodes. And the only way you'd know it's her is, is kind of by the color of her hair, but even the way she does her hair is completely different. It's almost like she's trying really, really hard to look adult, almost, you know? And she's not. I mean, she, you know, she's a hottie and everything, but it's like she's, she's you know, she's got to be like a 16-year-old girl. And, and what's funny is I'm like, in my notes, I'm like, Ricardo is a char. And he's totally into her. <laughs> so this is what's kind of funny. Like, you know, it's like he's like, oh, you're so you can fly. Don't you You know, and everything like that. So I thought that was kind of amusing. I mean, I'm not saying I, I wouldn't be totally into her. But at the same time, I'd be like, and I'm going to jail. You know, like, oh, I don't know what the laws are in Japan, but I'm like, I'm going to jail. You know, because it's like that that was just a little where I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. The smoothness, you know, he's like. Kirara, what an interesting name, you know, and like the music. Yeah, yeah, it's like what a lovely name, and she's already blushing. And <laughs> I like, I like how I was like, wow, he works really fast. <laughs> he's a quick one. He's a quick one, that Ricardo Fellini. I, I like later on how he's like, you know, right here when we see him, he's all smooth, and then just like a little, a little while later, like he's been drinking, and he's like, did you see that eighth MS team like special? Wasn't that great? <laughs> and she's just like, oh, what have I got myself into? <laughs> So that's that's what's funny because she is she is the sort of fake nerd girl you know as as we've cited her so she she really doesn't have very much interest in that I'm sure she'd rather hear more about how lovely her name is and and how nice her dress is and how how lovely her hair is and how quote unquote adult she looks or whatever what a what a you know mature young woman she's developed into or something but instead he's he it, it's kind of how he's dovetailed in like previous episodes where you think like oh man this guy's really macking on this chick he's really a smooth operator and then all of a sudden he's like did you see that scene where luke skywalker got his hand cut off and oh man you know and you're just like oh wait this is not this is probably not the thing you you should be talking about right at this minute but he is you know so i guess that's that's kind of the charm i suppose you know like because I, I you know yeah that's basically like you know and, and it also gives mike his his favorite quote i think of this episode <laughs> oh yeah like what do you call like sai uh, sai and mao like i'm so disillusioned like <laughs> like man like well, the the look on their faces too. The like, it, it's just a subtle thing, like the way they kind of draw their eyes and everything. Yeah. But it's just this, like, it's it, it's perfectly expressed, you know, like this kind of like, oh, yeah. you know, kind of reaction to to what's actually going on. Like, what's funny to me is I'm like, I'm like, we 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 actually cut away and and see some stuff that Ragey does, and then we come back to this, and and I was just saying like, I'm like, meanwhile. Nobody has thrown Ricardo Fellini in jail yet because, you know, grabbing ass and pinching it is basically what, you know, guys from Italy do. So, you know, I was like, ah, I guess that's just how it works. You know, anyway, a little bit before that, we're actually 
following where Ragey is gone because he wasn't into the whole promotional thing. He didn't want to dress up in a tux. And you see, he's actually, Ragey's got his own little agenda and everything. And, I, you know, I was just thinking, like, for me, I'm like, oh, Ragey and me pretty much share the same tastes because I'm like, hey, he's he's exiting an Unagi eel restaurant. And I'm like, I like Unagi. Unagi is good. And, of course, Ragey's like, that was delicious. And it looks like Mr. Rawl gives him this sort of bucket list of food tasting almost where he's got all this cool shit on his list that he's supposed to check out at the world tournament and so i guess he's had some unagi which is great but he's got all these other items on his list and he's starting to work his way down the list but now it seems like every story goes to the vendors are like oh i'm sorry we just sold the last one like, oh, I'm sorry, we're out of that. And then he's like, what the fuck? Like, I came here to eat all this cool stuff, and now it's all gone and everything. And so finally, they're at the meat bun vendor's place, and there's this meat bun, and he's about to grab it, but it looks like someone else is interested in it. And who else is it but the little white-haired girl, Isla, and she's there basically also, I guess, she somehow got Mr. Rawls' bucket list, because she basically <laughs> has all the items that, that Ragey's been on the hunt for and everything. And, like, for me, I was thinking, like, oh, I wonder if this is going to go down the road of, like, some kind of Romeo and Juliet, like, star-crossed romance or whatever. You know, she is the, the kind of psycho Gundamish girl, you know, so maybe they, they actually, you know, <laughs> even though they're going to start off as, like, I hate you, I hate you, you know, maybe it'll be like a moonlighting thing where they, like, they fight over this meat bun, but by the end of it, they're, like, you know, super in love or something like that. Well, but, I mean, so those those were kind of my thoughts, but what, what what did you guys think? Well, there's also the fact that they're both mysterious, and you're not sure, you know, like, their background and stuff, too, so that kind of adds to the whole, like, you know, they have that in common as well. We don't know their history, and, like, <laughs> they don't know each other's history. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they both come from subconscious alien planet land or whatever, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, like, instantly suspected there was going to be, like, a connection between the two of them. And even, like, I, I guess, like, their character models, like, sort of complement each other. So, like, I kind of felt like, oh, yeah, they they seem like a good matchup, kind of. Like, whereas, like, Sai and, like, Kosaka have sort of, like, reserved, like, designs pretty much. You know, these two kind of look, like, out there. Like, kind of, like, and, like, stereotypical, like, anime characters, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 definitely look. I mean, if the suspicion is that they're they are truly aliens or alien characters, you know, they they don't look like your typical human being anyway. So that may account for that that kind of design quirk. You know, who knows? This is also the first but time it, we've seen her like actually be kind of a character. She's been you know kind of quiet when we saw her and just being badass, and now she's all like, you know, you don't get my meat bun, it's my meat bun, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the, the, you, you know, she's she's actually got got some some other sort of goals and personality and, and things like that. She's a little like us, like, she, she wants to taste things that are that are yummy, you know, I mean, that, that makes her a bit more relatable than sort of the, the, the sort of emotionless, focused, you know, little girl that, that just does badass Gunpla fighting or whatever. Ragey, I guess, is distracted by all these fireworks that are going on, and so Isla basically beats Ragey to the punch, 
and, you know, pays for the meat bun and then kind of snatches it and runs off and everything. And then it's like, Rage is like, oh, it's on now, motherfucker. Like, he's like after her and everything and stuff. And she thinks she's going to lose him, but he, he's pretty cool. And he, he catches up to her and everything. And they're basically like what's going on is there's this epic fight over meat bun. Like, that's that's basically what's happening. Epic fight over meat bun continues. And then, unfortunately, it seems like they're both like, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. And it, it basically falls into the pier, and neither of them can eat the last meat bun. So, kind of ends on a, on, on a sad note, I suppose, for, for tasting meat buns. But... Yeah, you gotta wonder if that's foreshadowing for an upcoming battle. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> as long as Kosaka doesn't make, like, a, a meat bun gunplow <laughs> model, though, like, I think we're going to be okay. So, I, I guess, you know, adding to the mis- mystery that, that Tony was mentioning earlier, you know, we see this limo come up, and we can't really see who's exactly in it, and the door opens, and, you know, even though she seems very passionate about, you should pay for that meat bun, because you dropped it into the fucking pier, asshole, and, you know, she seems very, very concerned about this meat bun. She basically drops her entire sort of heated moment and immediately goes into this limo. So you, you kind of start to wonder, like, what what hold do they have over this girl that, you know, even though she's clearly passionate about the meat bun, she can just sort of turn on a dime and be like, okay, I gotta go now, and not even really acknowledge Reiji after that point, where he's kind of like, hey, we're, what's going on? Like, we were, we were having a date, sort of, like, you know, like, what's up? You know, so... Anyway, that, 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 but, um, that's her eHarmony page. It's like, I really like to eat meat buns and sweet sticks and turtle-like cakes, and I will also fucking end you. <laughs> but if a limo shows up and the door opens, I'm outie. I gotta go. Yeah. She gets, like, super serious and, like like you said, like the span of, like, two seconds. She's like, it's just it's kind, of, yeah, it's kind of creepy in a way. You have to wonder what's going on inside her... Her, I mean, I don't want to say it because I don't really know yet, even though I'm like a little bit ahead, but I don't know exactly the extent. But you have to wonder if she's programmed or something, you know? What's yeah, going on you... under that beret or whatever she's wearing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess uh, you know the same implication that she may be one of these psycho Gundam girls. You know, those girls usually do have some kind of new type programming or, or some kind of brainwashing that that's been done to make them fight sort of that meticulously so so i i I wouldn't suspect that that's out of the realm of possibility for for that to be uh some kind of reveal in terms of of why she's such a great you know fighter or uh, such an efficient fighter you know that that maybe there is some kind of weird you know, genetic engineering or brainwashing or something like that, where, you know, this is like, you know, this night seems to be her one moment to actually act like a little girl. You know, like she even has the argument with him, like, well, ladies first. And he's like, I don't see no ladies. (laughs) You know, so like, I mean, they're they're clearly being kids for a change, you know, instead of the gunpla battle is serious, serious business, you know, but I guess that's sort of short lived, you know, because she gets back in the limo and then the next day it's, you know, basically the first day of the tournament. Uh, Start off match is like a four player knockout match. So I guess it's, it's almost like they're starting it off with like these battle royales to get rid of all the quote unquote cannon fodder. I guess we're, we're trying to account for these 
60 fighters, you know, and we're trying to, like, whittle them down to 16. So it's like, you know, in a span of, you know, I don't know, five to seven minutes, it's like we've already whittled out, you know, nine to ten of them in these different knockout matches and everything because we've got the Germany Gumpla fighter and and Rainer he's the one who wins match one and then they go to match three where it's the the guy from Thailand it's Luang Delaria and he wins match three and then of course I guess Ricardo Fellini I don't know if he got any or not but I guess if he did he'd be in jail so I'm gonna assume he didn't but he's really really hung over and <laughs> looks like he's about to throw up like every five minutes but despite all that he's still the man and he is the winner of match six so that that basically we we've basically knocked out like nine contestants like in a span of like three minutes or whatever. And I would like to say then, uh, I, I was happy to see that even though he lost, I don't know who it was. It was a no name guy. We did see a G Gundam model. We saw Cobra Gundam. He he died. Yeah, I but guess, he was there. I guess I yeah yeah I guess I I don't mean to to uh, sort of wash over that really quickly, but I, I know you guys are usually more interested in the models and the types that that show up. But what, like Tony was saying, the, the Cobra Gundam was there. I, I've been noticing a lot more G Gundam looking models in the last couple episodes. But what, were, was there any other models that stood out to you? Anything you were like, ooh, this is sweet, even though the guy gets blown up or whatever? Like, I know there were a lot more, like, Zakus and different things in some of the matches and stuff. I thought I saw a Taurus suit from Gundam Wing, like, very quickly, but I'm not sure. Like, I didn't pause it or look at the wiki to make sure, but I was just like, was that a Taurus? And then it quickly went away. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but what I found was interesting. I just had, like, just recently finished watching Turn A Gundam, and like the 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 sumos and term a, turn a use those like uh, those like flight skirts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like there was like a galgoog using like the the sumos like flight skirt yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so it was like it was a kind of interesting modification. Yeah, that was the yeah. Germany guy actually. The guy actually won. So. Yeah, the guy who won. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you, Mike, because well, or Derek, or anybody, you guys all know more Gundams than I do. The uh, Thailand guy, what was that weird kind of beetle-looking Gundam or bad guy suit he was using? I never, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, I don't. Maybe Derek would know. Is that from Victory Gundam? I don't know. I'm, I'm bad with the. I'm okay, bad with the models. Like, I, I guess we I've could, not seen, could look it up. Yeah, whatever. I've not seen Victory Gundam, but for some reason, like that looks like that design aesthetic for some reason to me. Yeah, that one threw me. I was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like the Pokemon. stack. The, the stack, yeah, the Heracross Gundam or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just kind of threw me, but yeah. But yeah, I, I want to say, it, yeah, I want to say it's like from Victory because, like, I don't know. It just seemed it looked like that kind of design aesthetic. Yeah, and I, and I, yeah, it is. It is from it is from Victory Gundam. It's purple colored Avigor. Uh-huh. So, and, and and I hope hope Derek doesn't get annoyed like as the series goes on when I have to like jump in and be like, ah, ah lumberjack Gundam. <laughs> no, no, I'm 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 happy when people are excited about, you know, their their favorite mobile suits. I mean that's that's what this entire show is about. It's about like that kind of fan service and, and, and getting giddy about when, when your favorite models or characters or mobile suits show up and everything like that. You know I can't but, wait till G Savior shows up. <laughs> G-, G Savior did show up, I think. He did. Or, or 
I forgot if it, or maybe we haven't watched that episode yet, but there is an episode where G Savior shows up very briefly and gets destroyed in like two seconds. So I guess yep. that's it's their kind of like it's, it's, it's their nod. It's like it's like when uh, Zillow. Yeah, I was about to say it's their Zillow equivalent to that. Yeah, They're like yeah, we know. Here you go, kaboom! Come on, you want a piece of me? Come on! <laughs> the the. The build fighter from New Zealand has been eliminated with G Savior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, we we've seen the results of match one, match three, and match six. I guess we we missed match two and match four and five somehow, but we're already on match seven. And basically, this is what everybody was anticipating and waiting for. Like all these people who saw the champ. Kaiser get his ass kicked by this little white-haired girl like this is her round basically and there are all these dudes that are like let's see what you got you know and and then basically it's funny because Mr. L's like what just happened <laughs> like I didn't see nothing and and they're all defeated you know like so and and people are like what was was it funnels like what what the hell just happened like uh, all basically it's like they all flew at her and then they all exploded so that's like how badass she is, you know. So she obviously wins the uh, the match seven, you know. I mean, you know, some of these are kind of foregone conclusions because they're either the main characters, like we're saying, or there are these, you know, new characters like the the guys from Thailand and Germany that were introduced to at the party. But since they're spotlighted, you you kind of like, oh, so these 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 are the guys that are going to be the sixteen, you know, like we're kind of getting introduced to, you know, and, and we probably have a, a fairly good idea of. of you know, besides these four, like who the the remaining, you know, yeah, we see that we see the twin. The remaining again. twelve, you know, contestants are going to be and everything. So yeah, we see a lot of like guys show up from the beginning. Yeah, and and the fact that she uses funnels on her her whatever her Xeon suit is, I, I it looks familiar. I just don't know what it is, but uh, it's um, called the Cubile. Cubile, yeah. And the fact it has funnels just, again, goes back to what Derek's saying about, you know, the whole Psycho Gundam new type, you know, Power Girl thing, you know, because those, those type of characters usually have, like, suits with funnels on them and stuff, so. Yeah. Then, then of course, we get to, you know, our main characters, the characters that we're following, which are Psy and Reiji. And then I guess, you know, Reiji, you know, even, even the mom at this point, even even Rinko Lori is like, <laughs> God damn it, Reiji's making my, my son late again. You know, like, so I just, it kind of reminds me of like some friends I used to have where, you know, they were perpetually late. And then just by association, that would make you late as well because you're basically like, come on, we got to go. And it's like, all right, I'm ready. And then it's like, wait, I'm not ready. Wait, I need to go do this. I thought that wait, was funny when it showed them like running to the stage and stuff like yeah, and, and it's like, oh, this is so embarrassing, they're late and everything, you know, that kind of thing. But we actually, what, what's exciting is we finally get to see this Gundam that that Sai had been spending all this time working on that Reiji thought was so stupendous, and it is called the Star Build Strike. So that basically is, is you know... It's it's still a build strike. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like I like I said, I'm bad with the models, but I, I what was everybody else's take on the star build strike? I mean, to me, it's like uh, it kind of seemed like a bulkier, souped up build strike. And then of course, when when we get to see the fight itself, you know, you get to see there's lots of cool little absorption redirection technology with like the shield and different things like that. But I mean, I'm I'm just curious, like what what was your guys' take on the star build strike? 
I, I like the fact that like when it first came out, even Mal was like, "It looks the same, but I know it's different." You know, he he like could tell <laughs> there's something different about it. <laughs> It, like I don't know, like I, I guess like I like the same thing when like he revealed like the build strike like full package like earlier on in this show where everyone was like oh it's so perfect and I was just kind of <laughs> like really because like I don't know I think it looks kind of busy and like more functional over form and like you know I I don't know it, it the design does not really work too well to me I think it looks like over complicated almost but. Yeah. Kind of like a typical, like, Seed, Seed Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like the suit a kid would make, basically. Like, yeah. it's like well, he's got, is a kid, well, so yeah. I guess yeah, it's we can true, forgive yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay. Well, yeah, he's he's not he's not busy macking on Gunpla Idols. He's, he's, uh, he's building... Well, Gunpla I was going to say, maybe he should have gotten, like, Kosaka to, like, make it look more aesthetically pleasing or something. Pleasing? But, yeah. You know, get, get some, some honey cannon jars exactly. on the... Exactly, yeah. The like, a, like a Hello Kitty head on it, you know? <laughs> Stuff it with cotton or something, yeah. <laughs> it's like cotton shield redirect. Well, apparently he be, he's been putting more plastic like strips in his shield because now it's like super uber badass. So. Well, yeah, it definitely seemed. I I, I almost thought it was going to be like the, you know, the the what do they call it? Like the mass device, uh, or not the mass device? The uh, the, those those uh, solar things that Doc invented in like GI Joe or whatever, where they absorb the. Uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I know this sounds like I'm making fun of the channel, but the BET, the like broadcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that that yeah, like that, where it absorbs like the energy or whatever, and then redirects it and stuff. And it's like I thought for a minute, like that's what he was going to do with the shield, because it's like it clearly seemed to diffuse the the energy, and everybody's like, it absorbed it, like. It made it disappear, like, and everybody's like, how can this be? You know, and everybody's all impressed and everything. But I, I, I thought maybe, you know, I thought in one of the scenes, maybe he'd just turn around with the shield and be like, blah, blam, you know, and like shoot him with it or something. But that, that never happened, so. No blah, blah, I mean. But yeah, it, it was interesting how everybody was like, you know, very much like, you know, oh, it's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. the The other thing that I noted that I thought was really nice, finally, because I've been bitching and moaning about it for so long. Like, it, it finally does seem, at least, like Sai and Reiji are now co pilots. Like, I mean, they both seem to be heavily involved in this match. Whereas, you know, a lot of times in the the earlier episodes, it was kind of either you know just Reiji mostly, and then you know the fantasy of of Sai's, you know, pretty much. But it seems like in this case, they're they're both involved, you know, which, which to me, I was like, okay, well, good. Like, even if one is the imaginary friend of the other or whatever, like, at least they're both participating, you know, like that, that I was happy to see that. Yeah. They're more of a team instead of just like side going, Reggie win. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I, I kind of, I approve. And it was a good fight at least. I mean, I think, I think the, the suits capabilities are certainly impressive and like, he gets like, you know, the beam wings and, you know, that weird, like, halo around its back or whatever. So yeah, yeah. That, that reminds me a little bit of, of Turn A, too. Like, the, the kind of butterfly moonlight thing and all that stuff. You know, that he's got some mega badass thingamabob that you don't really know what the hell it does, but it's like, I'm cool now. <laughs> I've, got, I've got particle effects. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, must... I'm, I'm, 
I was like, I'm Mario, and I ate the star, and now I'm invincible. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Like, as soon as he was flying by all those funnels, they were exploding, so it's like yeah, he had the yeah. invincibility star. He's <laughs> like, we must never activate the build, the star build strikes, like, final moonlight butterfly, like, power. It will destroy, like, the world. It will destroy it's the whole world. Of Gumpel like Battle, he, yeah. He, he clearly, yeah, he clearly does have the, the seed fan aura with the... the See, this is the star build strike, you know? It's like, he just flies around, and everybody else just decides to blow up for whatever reason, you know? Um, oh, oh, right. okay. oh, go ahead, Justin. Does the star build strike have a thing that can, like, stop a nuclear explosion, like some kind of special button or something? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it must. It's actually, it's not really a nuclear explosion. What it is is, like, it's like when they shake a can of uh, soda pop, and then, <laughs> like, it's about to explode, you know? But then there's a diffuse button on the shaking can of soda pop, because this is gunpla battle. It's not like real nuclear explosion. <laughs> this huge finger comes out and just taps you know, the top yeah. of the lid. In real <laughs> nuclear explosions, if you just hit a button, it stops ex- nuclear exploding. Right, but there's there's a button for the soda can as well. It's just, that's what happens with gunpla battle. It's like, there'd be like, you know, they'd have, uh, uh, what's his face? They'd, they'd have Eddie Haskell show up again to make a cameo where he like shakes a soda can and throws it into the... <laughs> The gunplay battle match, and they're like, "Oh my god, the soda can's gonna explode!" Like, see, he's, he's like Homer Simpson. He's like, "See you in hell, candy boys." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, I was just gonna say, you were mentioning like this, the different like suits and stuff. Like, uh, I guess a little like sort of uh, reference was that in in that battle, like one of his opponents was a dark colored dual Gundam from Seed which was technically sort of like the the prototype of the Strike Gundam and, you know, uh, piloted in seed by Izak, who was kind of like one of Kira's, like, early rivals or whatever. So I assume that was intentional. Hmm. They don't like Zaku's to me or, like, Zeon kind of suits because a lot of them had one eye. And I'm, I'm like Derek. I'm, I mean, I'm a... I know a little bit more, like, Gun- G-Gundam, but I'm horrible with identifying some of these series. I'm like, that's a mobile suit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess that's something that I'm, uh, as far as the fandom goes, like, that's a weak point for me. Like, I do love Gundam. I have watched a lot of the shows, but if you, you know, it, it's like, if you made me list, like, you know, the the mobile suits like it was like a wall of presidents in high school i would probably like fail that mobile suit challenge you know <laughs> yeah i'm good on the shows i've watched i'm just like I said since i haven't been watching a lot of the newer shows anything from like seed or whatever on i'm just like Durr, you know? <laughs> well i mean it just just to finish off what what happens in the episode i mean i guess it's pretty obvious but you know Cy and rage you win the match what a shock! <gasps> uh, but yeah, they they totally win, uh, and and then even Isla basically like she turns off the TV and doesn't even bother to really finish watching it. But she even kind of notes that their their moves are powerful. You know, that's something that she she describes their moves as and everything. So you, you kind of know that they're they're right up there with the top tier, and obviously they're going to be part of the the final sixteen that that participate in the the championship tournament and everything and then we get the after credit sequence the famous after credit sequence that we get in every episode and mao is there he's congratulating sai like you know he's obviously super happy that 
you know, Psy suit is there and, and everything like that. And then there is the mention of the PPSE team that is coming to, you know, participate in, in another match. And they're like, well, what's the PPSE, you know? And, and they go, well, you know, it's the head of the Majin Corporation and everything. And they got the Majin Kawaguchi that, uh, who, who totally fooled me. He did his Clark Kent thing and totally fooled me. But he does not fool Sai and Reiji where they're like, wait, wait, dude, that's President Yuki, you know? And so, and then, of course, they're like, oh, dun, dun, dun. You know, that's, that's basically how the end credits end and everything. So I, I think now maybe Sai and Reiji are... are you know, they got a little poop in their pants, maybe. You know, I don't know. Maybe that 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 was the vibe I was getting. So he's a totally new he's a totally new uh, competitor, and they're all like, "He's a phony. He's a big fat phony." <laughs> they're like, "It's it's President Yuki, and look, he still has our wallet." <laughs> Give it back. <laughs> it's like it like he looks directly into the camera and like takes out their wallets and like licks them <laughs> or something. He's like, "That's right, I de- I destroyed you last time, and I'm going to do it again." <laughs> They're like, "Who are you talking to, man?" <laughs> oh, I thought there was a camera here. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, man. but yeah, I I, as, I don't really have too much more to say, but I will say again. Even though I'm not a huge like current Gundam fan, this series is still really fun. Every every episode, there's at least one or two things that either make me laugh or I'm like, you know, like I said with the G Gundam like cameo or like whatever you want to call it, I'm like, ooh, you know, stuff I know. So I mean, the show the show continues to to entertain me. So yeah, I think it, like it it really like it takes itself not so seriously, but then it also takes itself seriously like at the same time. Like it's a very nice balance. Like you know when it, when they 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 sell the dramatic moments, even if it's like not something like life or death or whatever, you know. It, it kind of reminds me, like especially when they were when Derek was going through how the tournament was going. As you guys know, I watch professional wrestling. It kind of reminds me of professional wrestling because you got all these people who are like these out there characters and stuff, and you know they like have their battles <laughs> and stuff, and to them it's super important, and to us it's like. <laughs> You know, you guys are so dorky, <laughs> and we're we're kind of dorky, and you're a dorky. <laughs> and in this corner, the foreigner. <laughs> I have different customs than you. Ha <laughs> 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 The winner of the match, John Cena Gundam. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, well, I guess that that kind of wraps things up for. Fanholes Mobile Suit Mondays this week. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast. Aside from Mobile Suit Mondays, we've got a lot of other cool different sideshows for you to check out. So if you've enjoyed listening to this, you know, please go ahead and give things like Sentai Saturdays and Toku Thursdays and Transformers Tuesdays a listen. And of course, you know, please keep listening to the podcast proper. We always appreciate all the hits and listens and likes on Facebook and you know, shout outs on Twitter and you can send us emails at fanholspodcast at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions. We love iTunes reviews. They're really cool. So go ahead and give us one of those if you feel like it. And until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. This is Majin Michael. Hey, this is Justin. This is Tony. 
and grilled eel on rice. So good! So good! Give me, give me my meat bun. <laughs> you ruined it! The meat bun is with the fishes now. It's with the fishes. I was proud of myself. I was going to make a joke, like, just like a girl, never wanting to give up the meat bun. Uh, I, I was gonna say when Fellini was like seeing the star belt strike he was like oh that cured my blue balls <laughs> oh man like my pants are soaked <laughs> I feel bad for him cause I'm pretty sure I've done that like you know at a bar when I was younger I was like man this girl totally digs me and like have a couple of drinks you know what that scene where like Wheeljack died and more than me the movie or whatever, like the movie of Transformers, that was bullshit, wasn't it? And then I totally lose her. <laughs> so so I think I, I I think I've I think I've finally figured out what the deal is with that weird girl dressed up like a Gundam at the end of the end credits is. I think that's Ricardo Fellini's like weird secret fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Must be. Makes sense. I mean that that seems like it's combining the things he loves the most, you know. Oh, that finished me. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, that that was probably one of my favorite points though, is when he was like hungover. <laughs> like, I drank two bus. No, it was funny because like that 08 MS team short had just come out like only yeah. a few weeks before when that episode aired. So like I was like, wow, they really planned that out well. Like, yeah. Did you see that? 08 MS team short. That was great. <laughs> I thought this footage was awesome. Uh, that was, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And of course, yeah, I'm, I'm still like, you know, glancing at Derek's like, you know, Carrara, you know, boob idol like picture. Carrara. Girls who are 16 and like, yeah, I, 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 re I reassured you, Derek, that she'd be sticking around. You were like, oh man, like, she only gets one episode or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, you, 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 you've got your idol. You've got your, your uh, female Ryan Seacrest now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Tonight on Gundam Idol. <laughs> People are going to fight and stuff. <laughs> Star build strike. It's rubbish. Absolutely <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> Yo, dog, you like took that a gun out there. You had the plastic carnicles going on, man. You did your thing, man. You did your thing. I think that model is so bad. I think that model is so bad it gave me an STD. <laughs> <laughs>